Hello, friends. My name is J.B. Hickson with Not By Works Ministries, and in this short podcast, I'd like to share with you a 12-minute presentation of the gospel that was recently sent to me that I think is one of the most outstanding and clearest presentations of the good news about salvation in Jesus Christ that I have ever heard. And it's uh, presented by a friend and colleague of mine, Professor Adam Lair from Cornerstone Bible Institute in Hot Springs, South Dakota. And he presented it at a funeral for a relative of his named Wilford Thiessen. And uh, so I want to just kind of let you listen to this presentation and uh, just be encouraged by uh, our salvation through faith alone in Christ alone. Then I'll come back on after this 12-minute presentation and close out the podcast. If you, uh, if you haven't read this book that uh, Gladys and Wolford wrote, it's called Experiences in Latin America. And in it, they write about uh, them bringing a certain message to people all over Latin America. And uh, that the importance of bringing that message, Wilford articulated into a song that he wrote called Bearing Precious Seed. That's how he described uh, what bringing that message is like. And if you are not 100% sure that you're going to heaven when you die, I'd like to share that message with you right now. Wilford Thiessen understood that God is perfect. God is perfectly just, he is morally perfect, and he is perfectly righteous. Isaiah 6.3 says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Exodus 15.11 says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness? Deuteronomy 32.4 says, God's work is perfect, for all his ways are just a God of faithfulness and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. To get into heaven, you have to be perfect like God. If you want eternal life, you must be as righteous as he is. This is why God says in Leviticus 11.44, Be holy, for I am holy. And Jesus says in Matthew 5.48, Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. God demands that you have his righteousness. To get into heaven, you have to be 100% obedient to 100% of the law, 100% of the time. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might and with all your strength. And you must love your neighbor as yourself in word, thought, and deed. And one failure is all it takes for you not to be perfect. If you have failed once, you are not righteous enough to get into heaven. You must meet God's perfect standard to get into heaven. So was Wilfred Thiessen a perfect man? Well, ask Gladys. Ask his children. Is Wilfred Thiessen in heaven because he was such a godly man? Is Wilfred in heaven because he was devoted to God? Is that why? Is Wilfred saved because if anyone is saved, it's the man who was the missionary? Is that why? You see, no one meets God's perfect standard. 
King David says in Psalm 51.5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. You were born a sinner. In Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You do not have the righteousness required to enter heaven. You fail to meet God's perfect standard because you are a sinner. You are a guilty sinner, and God is a perfect and good judge. Do good judges let criminals go free? No. No, God being a perfect judge cannot excuse your sin. So you stand condemned. The penalty for your sin is death. The punishment you deserve for your sin is to be eternally separated from God in a real place of torment called hell. But I have some good news for you. God is not only morally perfect, he is not only righteous and just, but he is also loving and gracious. God loves you, and he does not want you to die in your sin, even though you deserve it. God loves you so much that he came down to this earth as a man, Jesus Christ, who was God in human form, and he took the death penalty your sins deserve so that you wouldn't have to die. Wilfred Thiessen was not saved because he gave his life for Jesus. Wilfred Thiessen was saved because Jesus gave his life for Wilfred. In 1 John 4, 9 through 10, John writes, The love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation means satisfactory payment. God is satisfied with Jesus' payment for your sin. The question is, are you satisfied with Jesus' payment for your sin? All your sins, past, present, and future, have been paid for. Your sin is no longer the issue between you and God. It was punished through Jesus' death on the cross. First, our 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. God sacrificed his son Jesus in your place so that you could enter heaven with his perfect righteousness. Three days after Jesus' death, he rose from the dead, confirming that he was God. What stands in your way to heaven is not the sin. What stands in your way to heaven is the Son. As the one who has paid for the sins of the whole world, Jesus is now offering forgiveness of sins to everyone for free. Eternal life is a free gift from God being extended to you right now. So what, you have, so what do you have to do to receive the free gift of eternal life? How can you have your sins forgiven by Jesus? How can you become perfect so that God will let you enter heaven? To receive the free gift of eternal life, simply believe in Jesus. 
for eternal life. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's very simple. All you have to do to receive eternal life is believe in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins. And what do I mean by believe in? My son believes in me to feed him. My wife believes in me to come home every night. I believe in my mailman to deliver my mail. If you believe in someone, you are trusting that person for something. So what do I mean by alone when I say believe in Jesus alone? I mean to receive the free gift of eternal life. Simply believe in Jesus and nothing else. Namely, don't believe in your work. God's perfect standard has been met and not by you. God's perfect standard has not been met by Wilford. God's perfect standard has not been met by me. God's perfect standard has been met by Jesus Christ. So stop trusting in your good deeds. If you have always trusted in Jesus and your good work, you have never trusted in Jesus alone, and you are still hellbound. John 3.16 does not say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever behaves shall not perish but have eternal life. It does not say that whoever repents of their sins shall not perish but have eternal life. It does not say that whosoever devotes their life to ministry shall not perish but have eternal life. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Jesus shall not perish but have eternal life. Romans 4, 5 says, But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. If you want to be freely credited with Jesus' righteousness, you must first accept what? That you are ungodly. You are not saved because you are a good person. You are saved precisely because you are not a good person. You are not saved because you love God. You are saved precisely because you do not love God. You are not saved because you go to church, read the Bible every day, get baptized, devote your life to ministry, give to the poor, or do good works. You are saved precisely because your good works are as filthy rags. Simply believe in Jesus' substitutionary death and resurrection on your behalf and not your work for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive eternal life. In the same way that children simply believe in their parents and not their own labor for food, simply believe in Jesus and not your good lifestyle for eternal life. 1 John 5.11 says, And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. In this passage, John speaks of receiving eternal life in the past tense. When did Wilfred receive eternal life? Did Wilfred receive eternal life when he died eight days ago, on October 16, 2020? No. No, he had it as a teenager. The moment he believed, 
Eternal life is a present possession. And it can be yours right now. In the privacy of your own heart, answer these questions. Do you believe Jesus is God in human form? Do you believe Jesus' death on the cross paid the penalty for your sins? Do you believe Jesus rose from the dead and is alive? Do you believe in Jesus and not your good work for eternal life? Let me say that again. Do you believe in Jesus and not your good work for eternal life? If you answered yes to those questions, God promises you have eternal life right now. You have been freely credited with Jesus' righteousness, and God now sees you as positionally perfect. You have no reason to fear death. Your sins have been forgiven, and you will go to be with God and Wilfred in heaven when you die. If you have trusted Jesus for your salvation, you are God's child, and no matter what, he will love you forever. Hello again, this is J.B. Hickson with Not By Works Ministries, and thanks for listening to that presentation of the gospel. If you'd like more information about how to have eternal life, I want to encourage you to reach out to Not By Works Ministries at 1-800-895-1851. Again, that's 1-800-895-1851. Or you can contact us through our website at notbyworks.org. Again, that's notbyworks.org. Thanks for listening.